Man, it is good to be with you. I, I'm just, I'm grateful to be, I feel like, thank you to Pastor Heath, one, for having me, and Beth, and allowing me to um, just be with their family, and just be with this church family. Are you guys having a good time? Man, I love the Lord's presence. I just believe God's here tonight. I believe He's with us. Um, you know, is, is it Evelyn? Is that your name, Evelyn? Yes. Okay, sorry. I just, you said that, and I just, that word of, of heaven. And um, I just, Ephesians 2 just rocked me as, as she said that. And I just want to encourage you that today we are seated in heavenly places. Did you know that? Today you are seated. I don't even get how that works, but I believe it. That I am sealed in, in, in heaven with my heavenly Father. And you are sealed in heaven. And that is, I just, I don't know if sometimes something hits you and you just get rocked by what, 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 what God's all about. And there's just a security. I don't know, but I, I love, you guys can tell, I'm just kind of a, what you see is what you get. And man, I lived a lot of years insecure and just, uh, I had a family history of anxiety. Uh, my mom's real dad committed suicide, did terrible anxiety things. It's kind of running our family. And so um, this is going to sound weird, but I thank God for uh, the anxiety sometimes that, that I've had to fight because it has taught me every time anxiety arises in my heart and in my life, um, it's, it's the immediate sensor that lets me know that I need to be fighting something. I, I'm, I'm, I call myself a fear fighter. I just, when fear comes on, it, it is in my DNA now to go, Dad, we're going to fight this thing together because you've not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. And he wants me to learn as a son, you know, this is the best part. If I can help a parent out at all, if ever you think you need to control your parent, it's a lie from the devil. You can never control your kids. Um, I, you, know, you definitely can't control your spouse. And all the spouses said, Amen. Amen. There's, I mean, as much as I'd want to, um, but every time anxiety arises in our lives and we start sensing things, uh, I just believe that God wants us to have this security of He doesn't want to control you, but He's giving you a spirit to, for you to control yourself. And no matter what arises, and I know there's things happening we talked about in Texas, and I just sense a spirit of oppression and all these things, and, and usually fear is on the rise, and all the enemy wants to do, he is, I call the devil an ant with a megaphone, okay, he, he's, he's really small, he's insignificant, he's been defeated, all these things, but yet he amplifies the message through fear, and fear is a powerful force, so when fear comes on, that's God saying, hey, now it's time for faith to intervene, so I just want to encourage your faith tonight, I, I want the, it is deep in my heart, say, Father, may your church truly be a secure secure church it is it's sad to watch insecurity in the church and it run rampant and and, the, and we never address it and say no all authority in heaven and earth belongs to jesus he gave it to us let's trample on this thing and and be who we're called to be amen, amen. all right all right that was just for fun all right I want to get into this message um i want tonight it's called uh, living in the father reality the Father reality. We're not just talking about a concept, a, a cool thing. There is a God and He is a Father. Amen? Okay. This has to be core. And we want to live in this reality. And it is a heavenly reality. In this heaven reality, He has wants to bring to the earth. Jesus came to the earth to establish this on the earth. Amen. All right. He wants to establish this here. When you pray, Heavenly Father, Your will be done 
on the earth as it is in heaven. He wants to bring this thing down. He prayed some important prayers on the earth to establish it here. He says, before I leave, I want to pray this prayer. And he prays that the church would be one just as the Father and Him are one. It's significant that He did that here. It's significant that He came and He planted the stakes in the ground. Here, He said, what you bind here will be bound in heaven. What you loosen will be loosened. And I just believe that God wants to, to, to use the church for us to walk in our identity as powerful sons and daughters. And heaven will invade earth when we do just that. God's always had a desire and a plan for us to be well-fathered. He has always had a plan for us to be Father, not just a plan, but a desire in his heart to do that very thing. Has anybody ever, especially as a kid, does it, do you guys, uh, I, and I'm talking to, I see some teenagers, and I know you're on your phone, so listen to me. Oh, I got you. I was, a, I was a youth pastor. Boy, I will smoke you. I'm not kidding. I, I, know, I know what's going on back there. Okay, has anybody, when you were a kid, you remember being lost as a kid, anybody? As a kid, do you remember that? Does anybody have distinct, come on, raise your hand, don't be shy. You have a distinct, I get, I still say raise your hand, people go, <laughs> you, you never got lost? Oh man, I remember. There's this one time we were in the mall, and I will never forget how lost I felt when I thought I was going to be sneaky with my mother and my sister, and I was going to hide from them. And you know they had those coat rack things, or the racks, and, and all the, you know, uh, hangers and the, and the coats. I was going to get in the middle of that thing, which was a blast as a kid. And I'll go, I'm going to hide from my mom and my sister. And I thought that was a great idea. So I wait. And I kept waiting. And I'm thinking, oh, here they come. And minutes go by. And then it's been like more minutes. And then it's been more. And I'm going, I don't think they're looking for me. And <laughs> And sure enough, they weren't. They were, I was just the forgotten child. And, uh, and, and then I, I start walking, and eventually I'm walking, I'm going into a whole department, and I can't find them. And, um, and, I, and I was like, I, I'm lost. I am legitimately lost. This is a scary feeling. And so I'm a kid, and I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm asking people, finally a, a department, they do the whole name call. And my mom's like, oh, we were over in the coat section, and we were looking at this, and she forgot about me. Just straight, have, has anybody ever been forgotten at school or anything like that? I don't, maybe, okay, thank you. Now we're, now we're together. All right, there, all the kids, yeah, me, me. And the parents are like, no, never, never. I was forgotten. And, 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 you know, these things happen. And here I am as an adult man. And these things still, to some, to some degree, have some sort of play on a mentality that uh, even as, I'm like, man, I'll never forget those moments I was lost. I'll never forget those moments. And I believe that we never forget moments in our lives where we feel lost, in seasons where we felt like we went through things alone. And, and I want you to know in that season, it was never the heart and desire of your father to feel that way. It was never in his heart that you would be going through that and be feeling alone. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And he, said, and he said, oh, that there is this fire in me that I wish it were already kindled, that the Spirit would be inside of you. He wanted, it was his longing of his heart. Not, he, want, he wants the, guys, this is crazy. He wants to be so close to you that his Spirit would so testify to your Spirit, it would be the closest and most intimate connection that you could ever have. Pastor Heath's with me. It'd be the closest, most intimate connection. I know I'm giving some words like, hey, easy there, intimacy, man. No, he wants to be so close. 
that the spirit, that the, that the heart of the Father would, would, would be searched out by the Spirit and put into you, that it would phew, illuminate in your spirit a connection you can't even have with your wife. You can't even have with your spouse. As much as I'd love, oh, if my wife just understood my spirit right now, we would feel so connected. And God has allowed for that very connection to take place that you would know his heart. He wanted this. He wanted your spirit man to always be able to identify with him in every moment and to go, you're not alone. It is so important that we get this, that it's cemented in our hearts and our understanding that we have to understand and be grounded in the love of the Father. We went to, uh, we had, have you guys ever heard of Royal Family Kids Camp? Royal Family Kids Camp is, uh, we did this in Utah. We had about 40 to 50 foster kids that would come and we would treat them like royalty. We raised about $60,000 uh, through all sorts of organizations and stuff. And we would treasure these kids for five days. And I mean, it, we spent so much money. They got the best food. They got the best stuff. They got gifts. They got all this good stuff. It was incredible. They just, you know, guys would come. They'd ride their motorcycles and, and these kids would ride on them. And they would just, they're li- I mean, to describe this time was unbelievable. Here's what we have to tell these kids that are essentially orphans and in the foster care program. We have to tell these kids, when you get food to eat today, please know that we have so much food that you can have seconds. And the reason that we have to tell them that is because they will always take the food and many of them will start hiding the food in their pockets because they never know when their next meal is going to be. They never know. And, and, and even when we said, you guys, you will get more food. We always have extras. We still have kids who put and hide the food in their pockets. If you don't have a fathered mind, a fathered heart, a fathered mentality, you will continue to behave and operate and, and transact in life in every realm. You will be dominated by an orphan mentality. The Bible says don't be conformed any longer to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God wants your mind to be thinking in the thoughts of heaven. He wants his, his heavenly father thoughts strolling through your heart and in your spirit, constantly flowing in you. There's nothing more exciting and fascinating within the soul. Man, I live with a, I, because of this reality, I get to live with a fascinated reality of God. I get to come to him and like David cried out, Lord, that I want to dwell in the house of the courts and the courts of the Lord all the days of my life, that I would dwell in your temple and inquire in your courts how I want to be with you because I want to be with him. I love this God who loves me, who sees me and calls me his own. But if we don't have this established, we still think with orphan thought. And every thought that is not captured and captivated by Jesus and submitted to his lordship is going to be a thought that is up for adoption to another father. So you have to have every thought. He says take every thought captive and make that sucker obedient to Jesus. He doesn't say sucker. That's kind of my little thing. Okay? He says this. Jesus says, and I will ask the father and he will give to you another advocate. To help you and be with you forever, this is the spirit of truth. The world can't accept this spirit. They can't accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. But you, say but you. But you know him because he lives with you and will be in you. 
He's going to be in, Jesus is excited. Hey, he's going to, the Spirit's going to be inside you. But what's the Spirit like? He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Jesus is telling them of the master father plan that here is Jesus and he has been fathering these people. He's been fathering these disciples and it is the nature and the heart. Even the son was so perfectly revealed the father that these, I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but the disciples constantly walk feeling fathered. And I'll talk about how we almost disconnect with that sometime, the Jesus father reality. But the truth is Jesus father, he says, I, I'm not gonna, that's the language of a dad. I'm not going to leave you. It's not just, hey, it's been fun, it's been a good trip, it's been a good ride, hasn't it? It's that these were insecure disciples going, without you, where will daddy be? And it's not that Jesus said, well, that's not my role, I'm not really that guy in your life, I'm just supposed to teach you good things, you're supposed to be good kids. No, he said, I won't leave you as an orphan. You will have a father. He always had a plan, he always had a desire to father. It's in his inner work, it's in, his, it's in who he is. Amen. Good preaching, Logan. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. The greatest and truest way to measure the greatness of a father is through their ability to be present in the life of a child. There's not a lot of good awards going out to fathers who don't show up. Amen? I'm not here to dog on dads. Who, maybe you're here and you're like, I've, that's where you're at. I'm not here to dog you. I'm just saying we don't measure greatness of a father by their absence but by their presence. And it seems that, that when the chasm was split because sin entered the world, here we have God and his, they are, you know, what were, why, why when, when Adam and Eve ate that, that, that fruit did they say we're now exposed and naked? It's because they were clothed in the Father's glory. They weren't naked, they were clothed, it was just in glory. And they were clothed, and the Bible says when Jesus returns, he's coming in his and his Father's glory. He's going to be clothed. He's, it, it, oh, I won't go on. He's got this glory. And they had, this was split. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of the Father. We've fallen short of this glory. But here, in, in his holy heart, he has found a way and a plan to maintain. He was, I'm going to raise up Abraham and you will be like a father to nations. He wants to father the nations. He says, I, I'm going to be the father of these people. That you are going to be a peculiar, a holy nation. And you're going to be the children of Israel. And he comes and he says, this isn't enough. I'm going to send my very son. And you are going to have my very... DNA flowing through you. And then he says, oh, and Jesus goes, but it gets better. Not only is he going to be with you, he's going to be in you, and you are going to connect him. And there's just going to be this cry within your own spirit that cries out, Abba, Father, Papa, Daddy, praise God. I know I get excited. I don't want to just preach this stuff. I want to live it. And I don't want to sit around and talk, oh, daddy, I want to live this daddy reality. Father, I want to know how you see me. And I want you, I just, if you don't get excited like me, that's cool, do you? But be happy because you've got a dad and he loves you. Do you, do your thing, but love this, embrace this. The spirit of the father. Scriptures say the spirit's crying out, Abba, daddy. So here's the big question. You say, that's good. That's not like preach, preach. Woo, we're all rolling. Why is there such a disconnect? Why does the disconnect happen? And we talked about it earlier this morning that Philip, when Jesus said, in fact, 
I, am, I have revealed the Father so well that you can now say you have seen the Father, that you, that you have walked with the Father. And Philip says, oh yes, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Even though he just heard from Jesus say, you've seen the Father, you've experienced the Father, and Philip, almost, it doesn't even seem like Like, were you listening to Jesus, Philip? He says, oh yeah, show him, and then we'll be satisfied. It's like, you missed it. You have. And so many times, even though we hear these things and we know these things, we find ourselves going, yeah, but what's the dissatisfaction? Where's the disconnect? And I want to talk about that tonight. I want to go three things, and we'll go quick. Pastor Heath, I got notes, so these are my, my ball and chain today. I had a, a, a funny joke about my wife, but I won't say it. All right. We expect the first thing in looking at how is it that the deep cry to know and understand the heart of the Father is so rarely realized. I'm going to go through three things. This is how it gets torn down. It gets, this cry in your heart gets suppressed. I want to talk about it. We expect to live with daddy issues. We expect to live with daddy issues. I talked about this chasm that it's so wide. And, 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 and yet, here we are, we've been adopted, and I have family who's been adopted. My sister adopted three kids, and they're in the foster care program, and now they're Millers. I'm a Miller. And now they're Millers. And, you know, they don't actually have a father. My, my sister was a, is a single, single mom. We, we didn't really encourage it, but she did it otherwise. But either way, me, my dad, and a few others, you know, we try to instill this heritage of fatherhood into their life. And I won't lie to you, it was tough at first. The first, kids love me, okay? We are like magnetic. And the first time I watched uh, my, these three kids, uh, I barely did anything. And one of the kids looked at me, he goes, why don't you shut the, up? I about, I about had a, a heart attack. I about fell on the floor. I, and then I had the audacity to ask the dumbest question. What did you say? <laughs> he told me again. Why don't you know? I won't do it again. So he, I was like, what on earth? That was my first exposure to this orphan. And I thought, oh, Lord, we have a hill to climb with this one. And he was angry and he fought. Can I tell you last week? It's been over seven years. Last week, teenager. He sits on the couch with me. He says, Logan, don't leave. Will you just stay a little bit longer? And he just held me. Man, the, the cry of more, dad, will you just, I'm not his dad, but he just needs a daddy. He needs to know he's loved. He needs that support, that care. And, but when you have this orphan mentality, there's such a chasm. A lot of times we don't believe or think that we're ever going to see this come to reality, that this intimate genuinely, it's like, you know, I've learned how to do things in my own strength, my own ability, my own power. This whole idea, and men, I love you. I love you. The dads and, and, the, and the men of the faith, thank you for leading your homes and stuff. But we got a problem with this self-made man mentality. No man makes himself. It is a God who creates us. And in his very design, we follow him. We become a new creation. The old is things have become new. If you still look like your old self, I want to encourage you to say, Dad, who am I really? That's the cry of my heart. I've been crying out to God saying, God, the only person I want to be is me. It's the hardest thing to be has been Logan Miller. I have struggled to be me so much in my life, and it's been the outcry, and it seems the more I gaze upon him, and I fix my eyes on Jesus, and I understand that, he, that my father, he's brought me to my father, and I hold on to that, I discover more of who I am. 
It's in the revelation of the Father that the sons and daughters know who they are. And I know and I, and I want to be me so badly, no matter what anybody else thinks. I want to be free of, of what everybody else thinks. I want to walk in the freedom of the Holy Spirit. But a lot of times this chasm is so wide that we just think, I'm just going to live with daddy issues. I'm going to live separate from him in this chasm that I experienced. It's going to be so far. And, and I want to look at a scripture real quick. We'll read it together. It's right here. It says, and now all of us can come to the Father through the Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done. Because Jesus has made the way, we can come through the Spirit to the Father. So, now you Gentiles, you're no longer strangers or foreigners. You're citizens all, or you're citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. When Trey got adopted into our family, he became a miller. He carried the name. But let me tell you, there was a long road, there was a long distance not to learn how to behave like a miller, not to, but to know he was loved unconditionally for who he was. And it takes us a long time in the unconditional love of the Father to ever discover who we truly are. And the saddest thing is how many times we just get, we think we got fire insurance with Jesus when no, he called you into a family. He called you in. This isn't just about escaping hell. This is about the kingdom of God dwelling in the hearts and lives of the saints. Upon trampling upon demons and living in the father reality. No chasm. He separated this chasm. And it's going to take time. In a history with the Lord, in a history, like Trey and I have had a history together. We had to walk this, we had to flesh some things, we had to have some hard conversations. We talked earlier this morning about facing the Father. You have to face Him. You have to ask Him hard things, and he has, you have to let Him ask hard things of you. You have to submit yourself to spiritual leadership, to real fathers in the faith, who can look at your life and say, hey, what's going on here? Moses, you, you would say the, one of the greatest leaders ever was underneath the spiritual leadership of Jethro. Though he, Joe Moses was the one, he went and saw the plagues and all these, and, and the f- fire by night and cloud by day and all these great things. But it was him who, when Jethro came, he said, you're doing it wrong. The Bible says, and Moses listened to Jethro. Who in your life gets to come into your life as a spiritual father and say, no? Who in your life have you allowed that you will humble yourself I text my spiritual father in Utah today and he encouraged me and he said, don't forget. And he just, he spoke to my heart. He spoke exactly, when I submitted myself to a spiritual father, it is amazing the things he began to reveal to him about me. It wasn't until I submitted though. He wants to, to, to bring this, he wants to father you in his loving and his kindness and his gentleness and his care and his tenderness and affection for you. It's beautiful. The second thing, let's move on. The Heavenly Father, He isn't yet distinguished in the heart of the believer. Have the Heavenly Father reality isn't yet distinguished in the heart of the believer. What I mean is this. We wrongly impose our own conceptions, our own ideologies of who a father is upon a Heavenly Father. What it means is you take everything you understand from earth and you believe that if I understand a good father to be like this, that's what God's going to be. And if you do that, you will be severely disappointed about what you find out about God the Father. Jesus said, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how, if, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more is it that the God, the Father in heaven, knows how to give even better gifts to his kids? 
And a lot of times we think, oh, a good, an e- we're evil and we still know how to do good, so how much more should we be thinking about the reality of a God who knows how to give even better gifts? It's like a, uh, the, the Arnold Palmer who asked, he said, he won this crazy tournament out in Persia, and the Persian king said, well, what do you want? He said, oh, I don't want anything major. Why don't you just give me a golf club? Okay, a golf club, sure. He says, go away and we'll send the golf club to you. Send the golf club. I just want to. So he's thinking, man, this, this golf club is going to be made of diamonds and gold and all sorts of stuff. This is going to be crazy. And it takes a long time. He's like, what's taking so long? I mean, just give me my club already. Just, you know, he's starting thinking. It's just, I, just give me the good gift. Just come on. The Persian king takes over two years. Finally, a Persian comes to the house of Arnold Palmer and, and as the st- tale is told, he bends down, he hands him a piece of paper, he opens the envelope. Arnold Palmer opens and he sees the deed to a golf club. 18 holes. His own golf club. You and me, we do not think the thoughts of a king. Me and you, we do not think the thoughts of a heavenly father. So if you ask for things, and you say, God, why haven't you? Where have you been? What's been going on? If you who are evil, you say, I know how to give gifts. You don't understand the realm of the heavenly Father, that he wants you to trust in the realm and the reality of heaven, that you cannot see, that this is unseen, and you're putting your faith, you're putting your trust in what you cannot see, in who you cannot see, but you trust and you believe that no matter what's going on in the world around me, I put my faith in this God who has sealed me in his heavenly realm. And though I don't understand, he's given me a peace that washes me clean. And he gives me the new to face this day as a son. Praise God. Come on, yeah, baby. When Jesus taught us to pray, he said, our Father in heaven, the kingdom operates from the realm of heaven down. And wherever we take it and we go culture upwards, you'll be dismissed you'll be so distraught. When we take our culture understanding and say, well, my dad was like this, and it, good, really good dad, and you impose that upon God, you'll be dis, dis, so disrupted. You say, my dad was a bad dad, and you put that upon God. You'll be so disappointed. When you let God stand alone, and you say, God, I bring no expectations. I bring nothing. I don't want to impose what I believe of Father. I want to know who you are, which means it leads to the last point. The Father in Christ connection has yet to be captured. The Father in Christ. Let me tell you something. When I read the Scriptures, when I see Jesus, when He says, I have revealed the Father, that means every word He says, everything He showed us was the heartbeat, was the expression of Father. That when Jesus saw, he goes, and, and remember when Peter, he gets in trouble because he's up on the Mount Transfiguration. And he says, Peter's up there and he's like, well, let's just make this and this. And finally, God just kind of interrupts the scene. And, and it says, there's such a glorious light. And you hear the voice of the Father says, this is my son, listen to him. This is my son, listen to him. So many times, even in glorious moments, encounters with God, we just fail to listen to Jesus. And God's going, I have given the vision of who I am through my Son. Watch, listen patiently. When, you, when I peer into the Scriptures, I see my Father at work. Jesus said, what you have seen is not me, but it is the work of the Father that you've seen in, in and through me. You have seen the Father when you've seen me. And when you see that, we, I, I believe the disciples were so well-fathered. 
These guys were empowered to levels. You know, they asked, hey, Jesus, I got an idea. Let's destroy Samaria. And of course, he rebuked them. He's like, no, knucklehead, we're not doing that. He's a dad. He's like, knock it off, kid. But you know, he didn't say, he didn't say, what's wrong with you? You think you can do that? You think you got, he didn't rebuke them. He didn't rebuke them for what they asked. It was just the spirit it came from. Why would these guys have the audacity to think that they could call fire down from heaven if it wasn't true? What has their father empowered them to tell them, you will trample, you will do incredible things, you will do more than even I do? They began to believe the words of their father. It's no doubt in my mind, when he said, I am leaving you and I'm going to a place where you can't come, there was a sense of abandonment issues. And that's why Jesus, it was so important that he established in his words, but don't worry, I will not leave you as orphans. I'm not leaving you as an orphan in this world. So he came. And when the Holy Spirit came, you know what I believe? That they knew, not just because, yes, there was fire and there was the sound of mighty winds and these amazing manifestations of the Holy Spirit. I think they knew that this was God because they said, this is what being with Jesus was like. I'm fathered again. I'm not by myself. I'm not alone. And you see these men fathered, secure. When people go, hey, you're drunk. You're speaking in tongues. You're doing all this stuff. They weren't insecure, but with security, they just acknowledged and said, no, you're wrong. Here's what's really going on. They didn't fight back all insecure like little kids. No, we're not drunk. You're jerks. No, it's, no, it's cool. Let me, let me oppose this. And a lot of times in the faith, I see this in Christians. You know, we get on Facebook and we're all insecure about, well, you don't believe what I believe and all these things. Instead of being able to go, you know what, no matter what you believe or what you think about what I believe, I know who I am. I know who I belong to. And I can walk out in anything and I don't have to be understood. I'm already understood under the banner of heaven. You don't need, I don't need in the realm of this earth to feel understood. My father has already spoken. I have the seal of his name upon my forehead. If devils tremble because you are sealed, why are we afraid to walk in this earth like orphans? Why are we afraid if another church looks at this church and says, oh, that's the church that blah, 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 blah. Bless you. Bless you. I want to wash your feet. I want to serve you. Spit in my face. I will love you. Do you know why? I'm fathered. Do you know why you're fathered? Jesus said, no one takes my life from me. I gave it freely. Can we stand with me? Praise God. If the, if the team would come back up. I want to sing that song, Good Father. and You know, I'm going to ask that I just want you, honestly, I just want you to be obedient to the, I don't want to manipulate, I don't want to control, I want you to respond to Father's heart. But here's so just, when you worship, when you, when we sing this, I want a good father, and, and when we sing this, I want, think about this, that the spirit inside of you is helping you cry out, Abba, Father. 
You're like, I'm struggling to connect. I don't know about this intimacy thing. He's just, it's burning inside of your heart. I know the Holy Spirit's here because he's inside of you and he's dwelling. And this is his word. And he responds to the glorification of the Son and the Father. So the Holy Spirit will come and he will meet this word that's in you. And he's helping you cry out. He is helping you live in this reality. And there's many things that want to suppress this cry of Father in your heart. There's many things. That come to us, and like Philip, we say, I show us and I'll be satisfied. And I think that the true thing is, Jesus is saying, you've already seen it, you just have to believe it now. You may not feel it, you may not understand it, but it's real. I am the Father, and He knows you, and you know Him. You have a secret relationship with the Father. He knows how to speak to you. He is the Word of God. It is impossible for Him not to speak. He knows how to speak to you tonight. If I need to communicate something to my son, the responsibility of communicating that message is on me as a dad. And he knows how to speak and get a message through. So if it didn't work the first time, he'll get to you. Trust that he's with you every step of the way. And But right now is a time to respond to that message that is burning in your heart. I don't believe this is Logan's message. I believe this is the body's message. This is the children's message that we would cry out, Father, Father, day and night. Would you cry out with me today? Can we just lift our voices? Can we celebrate our Father? Come on, let's worship Him. Let's worship Him now. Let's sing loud to who He is and then we'll move from there. Come on, cry out to Him. Cry out.